Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. The moment we have been waiting for has finally arrived. We're discussing the episode that launched a thousand I Will Waste Yous and a regrettable journey to the land of Gahul. Or is Gahul a name? I don't know. Julie took that one for the team and survived not unscathed, but sans Moonblink. I think. <laughs> and Double-Edged Sword, the 14th episode of 30 Rock Season 5, Liz and Matt Damon, reprising his role as Carol for the last time, reveal what likely happened to the poor saps locked out of the airport terminal in Station 11. What happens oh. when an immovable object, an unstoppable force, and Skylar mix narrowly avoided murder? Meanwhile, Jack and Avery attempt to escape Canada and their universal healthcare to give birth in the land of the free, fall into autocracy. In other plot points, Tracy grapples with the expectations of the EGOT. Jenna, Pete, and Kenneth appear for mere moments, but most importantly, this episode begs the question, will Carol ever earn the respect of Stuart? Let's dive in in about a half hour. <laughs> What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Hey, do you have a neck pillow? I blew mine up and now it smells like my mouth. I never sleep on planes. I don't want to get incepted. Are you going somewhere? Carol has a flight to Raleigh Durham, so I'm going with him, and we're going to drive out and spend a few days at an inn at Nags Head. You're going to Nags Head? Isn't that redundant? You're going to Nags Head? Isn't that redundant? You will hand me an envelope predicting my joke about Nags Head? That is solid. Avery and I are also having a little romantic weekend together. Before the baby comes, we're going to Toronto for the G8 Economic Summit. It's going to be very erotic. Look at us being all adulty. I packed underwear that isn't gray. Isn't it nice dating someone you have so much in common with? Like you, Avery is a type A nut job. And of course, you and Carol share your trademark stubbornness. We're not stubborn, we're principled. Have a nice trip, Lemon. Break out those underpants, but be careful. Dating yourself is a double-edged sword. It means you also share the same flaws. Well, that would only be a problem if I had any flaws. Not only is your fly open, there's a pencil sticking out of it. Good day to you, sir. Nick, what do you think of this episode? This is, I feel like we, we were just talking about it. I feel like we've been reviewing this episode for the past six. Because we're just like, <laughs> is the next one the one with the I Will Waste You? Is that the airport one? Is that the Liz and well, Carol showdown? it's James's fault. Because he asked us to watch um, uh, Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gil. Gil. Over a month ago. Yeah. We were nowhere near Double-Edged Sword. But we were saying I Will Waste You. We say that pretty often anyway. Well, I, you I say the best. You. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely I have. will waste you. And you'll have to get through this old bastard first. So that's me and my hat and my shirt that barely clings to my dainty little shoulders. <laughs> so before we dive into the episode, what did you think of the Gahul story? And is Gahul a place? Yes, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> Guess who directed Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul? The woman across the street with the window across the street from the place with the across Zach the street. Zack Snyder. Oh my god. Zack Snyder cut. Is this a Zack Snyder? I was gonna say, is this a Zack Snyder cut? <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I'd like you to listen to the preview. This is my favorite part. Hold on. Imagine the saddest owl face you can imagine. <laughs> okay, there's, there's an owl flying. Metal talons bloodily attacking each other. Is that Daniel Radcliffe? Lost in the mists of Gahul. No, it's Gahul. the guy that played uh, Joel Egerton. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
You have a soft head, Sorry. Filled with stories and dreams. There's nothing wrong with dreams. <laughs> There's Zaya nothing face. wrong! Punch that owl. Punchable owl face. <laughs> it's time to take the yeah. owl kingdoms. Those birds are doing something terribly wrong. And you're gonna need to fly along. So that's blood stains the on the owl. They get to keep them forever. Holy shit. In 3D, I bet that would have been impressive. <laughs> this feels Zack Snyder, eh? With the music. Oh yeah, it wasn't 3D. No, when I watched it. <laughs> on your computer, obviously. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 3D. <laughs> Moving the screen back and forth. Oh my God. Academy Award winner Jeff Rash. <laughs> oh my God, is it? It sounded like Anthony LaPaglia too. Gheel? I prefer Gheel. <laughs> so you, you guys me. just lived through two minutes and 28 seconds. <laughs> I watched the whole damn movie. James. Oh, no. Sorry, Frank. We've upset Frank. Uh, upset my brother. Frank. He's canine. So I'm the human. terrible and more violent than it should be. Well, for a so cartoon 3D Zack Snyder film. Critics praised its dark tone, but said it fell short of its potential. Did you read that on Rotten Tomatoes? All Wikipedia by just now. <laughs> so let's get to this episode, Nick. Um, so you would not recommend Gahul? Uh, no. Okay, but. But it was totally worth it because now when he does the mocking of it, I'm like, ah, I remember that part. What besides the I Will Waste You makes this such a memorable episode for you? They're just so themselves, and they remind me of me, and they are so great and committed on their little airplane. There were several moments when I was like, it is like Julie staring me in the face when she was just like, no, I will take us all down. <laughs> there will be hell to pay. One, two, three, never! <laughs> Sucking on a tea bag. Sucking on domes. Outside the taste of breeze. All right, well, we start this episode, Double Edged Sword. Um, in Jack's office, where we often do, Liz comes in and is like, hey, do you have a neck pillow? I blew mine up, and now it smells like my mouth. <laughs> I never sleep on planes. I don't want to get incepted. Are you going somewhere? Did you ever watch Inception? I did not. Yeah. I also don't want to get incepted, so. <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to me. I just want to go to bed. Carol has a flight to Raleigh-Durham, so I'm going with him, and we're going to drive out and spend a few days at an inn in Nags Head. You're going to Nags Head? Isn't that redundant? Liz pulls out an envelope, which reads... Jack opens an envelope. <laughs> that Liz, I just gave it to you! That Liz has given and said, I am Liz! I've become her! <laughs> You're going to Nags Head. Isn't that redundant? Hands Liz an envelope. You will hand me an envelope predicting my joke about Nags Head. That is solid. Avery and I are also having a little romantic weekend. Before the baby comes, we're going to Toronto for the GE, G8 Economic Summit. Uh, GE's gone. We have to let her go. <laughs> it's Cable Town now. It's going to be very erotic. 
it sounds like Toronto is a very sexy city. Look at us being all adulty, as evidenced by the word adulty. I packed underwear that isn't gray. <laughs> isn't it nice dating someone you have so much in common with? Like you, Avery is a type A nut job. And of course, you and Carol share your trademark stubbornness. We're not stubborn, we're principled. Have a nice trip, Lemon. Break out those underpants, but be careful. Dating yourself is a double-edged sword. It means you also share the same flaws. Well, that would only be a problem if I had any flaws. <laughs> Not only is your fly open, there's a pencil sticking out of it. Robot penis. Good day to you, sir. I said good day. I said good day. She talks about penis a lot. Robot penis during the Six Sigma, the penises with the skyscraper. She's penis envy. I'm Dr. Freud. This is my podcast, Julie. Give me a moment. Tracy, congratulations on EGOT. She's wow. in the mirror. She's in the mirror. She's on Quaaludes, apparently. Tracy, congratulations. Me, 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 me. Tracy, congratulations on EGOTing. You got an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. You are more talented than I. <laughs> She's holding her hand above a candle. You're ready, Mirror Jenna. Says her reflection. Well, she doesn't move. What is happening? She enters Tracy's dressing room. Congrats on E. The Empire State Building will be lit in the color of your choosing. Clear. SeaWorld <laughs> will now let you borrow a killer whale for spring break. I'll need a whale saddle. And Steven Spielberg wants you to star in his new movie. Kate Capshaw's husband? <laughs> Tracy, congratulations. I loved your acceptance speech. And then it's like mocking Marlon Brando's moment where he had a Native American woman accept his Oscar award. And she says, Tracy Jordan asked me to accept this on his behalf because his mouth is full. Pop tot. <laughs> Liz is like, so I guess you made it to the next level. I look forward to I look forward to how this empowers you to make my life more difficult. As am I, Liz Lemon. It's probably involving a guitar playing chimpanzee that I bought this morning. Do you think it's the same one that was killed in Nope? Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> Dot com says no. Oh, hold on. Dot com is confirming that he drowned. <laughs> The chimpanzee, it did die. Why did they all die? Why are you putting me in a suit? I still haven't memorized my tour passage. Oh, you're going to a lunch for the Council on Poverty, and this afternoon you're speaking at the Clinton Foundation. Speaking, that doesn't sound like me. That sounds like work. Yeah, well, the next level isn't all fun. Dot com so astutely says, success is a double-edged sword. You're actually respected now. Like it or not, people are going to expect you to use that power for good. Come on, sir. Arms. As Tracy lifts his arms aloft above his head <laughs> to put on a jacket. So now we're on the plane. She's like, there's a line, sir. I realize you're more important than everyone else in this flight with those jet sweatpants. That's you. That's right there. That's when I was like, this is Julie in the flesh. I wear sweatpants. No, no, no. Roasting that dude for wearing sweatpants. I know when I wear sweatpants. I'd have to roast him for something else, like socks with sandals. Sure. Bet. <laughs> Excuse me, like, this is Carol, if you can tell by the sudden masculine and sexual energy in my voice. Excuse me, young lady, are you old enough to be traveling alone? I don't know. I'm going to visit my Nana, but I'm scared. Ooh, wait, that's too young. <laughs> Roger that. Ugh, look at that sweatpants guy. This is a $90 million aircraft, not a Tallahassee strip club. Stuart, 2118, that guy. Excuse me, Mr. Sweatpants, we're going to need to check that bag. Oh, is Stuart flagrantly gay? I couldn't tell. He went to Carnegie Mellon for dance. I know. <laughs> and previously, he worked at the uh, center where they had the White Haven reunion. The center? I think it's a hotel. <clears throat> I haven't been out. Really? I haven't been out from the space one. And or the isn't attic. he our friend from that one boot he show? He is from somebody somewhere <laughs> with Bridget Everett. Is that her name? Yeah. You nailed That's it. too many T's. 
Someone on Pop Culture Happy Hour was like, lately it's just been shows about like single sad women who go home to find themselves. I'm like, that's not how I characterize any of those shows. No. <laughs> but I'm sorry, that's how you see it. And that is Skylaw. <laughs> so sexy when it says it. So now a guy who's definitely not an air marshal is like, hey, go on a rally for a business meeting. I'm a businessman. I'm not an air marshal. And Melissa McCarthy is like, I'm just kidding. It'd be funny if she was there, though. So Carol over the intercom is like, good afternoon, folks. This is Captain Burnett from the flight deck. There's some traffic on the runway. Should be about a half an hour, and then we'll have you on your way. So sit back, relax, enjoy your flight. Thanks for choosing your back. But it's great because he says it normally, and then he's like, she's like, and then we'll have you on your way. So sit back, relax, enjoy your flight. Thanks for choosing your back. There you go. And so Liz, Liz I, you know when you can feel the co-opting energy? I was like, Julie's going to take you this. You just didn't do it I know, and you're going to do it better. <laughs> so she turns to her seat meet, and she's like, the boyfriend's my pilot. And if you have any questions during the plate, maybe I could. There's a man on the wing. Oh, we haven't taken off yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Victorian woman. She's churning butter. Um, so we're in Canada right now, and the bellboy of the And this is suite. the prime minister suite. I want to do the Canadian act. Okay, bet. Oh, there it is. The Metro Toronto Convention Center, site of the G8 Summit. Let's do it on the balcony. You might have to start without me. No problem. <laughs> well, if you need anything else. And then Avery grabs the bellboy and says, ah! Oh, God, you're breaking the extra bone all Canadians have in their hands. <laughs> oh, Jack, I think the baby's coming. What? You're not doing until March. Why did I buy a beryllium mine if your birthstone's <laughs> not going to be aquamarine? Because he's Elon Musk. <laughs> We need to get the airport. Airport? We need to get you to a hospital. No, we can't go to a hospital. This is Canada, if she's born here. Good God, she'll be Canadian. At the risk of sounding incredibly rude. No, I this would... is the bellboy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. It says Avery, but go ahead and do it. No, you do it. It's Canadian. At the risk of sounding incredibly rude, I would beg your pardon and ask you, in your opinion, what's so bad about being Canadian? Your milk what's comes so in... bad about being Canadian? <laughs> your milk comes in bags. Bags. <laughs> is that true? Do we know if that's true? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes things are true. Is your pavilion at Epcot doesn't have a ride. And if Canada's so nice and friendly, why does most of our meth come from your Asian drug gangs? Are we not even making our own meth? What is happening to American manufacturing? Take our things downstairs and give us a car to the airport. Oh my God, Jack. If our child, bo- child is born here, she can't be president. Don't even say it. We're having an American and she will be president. No matter how. No matter how ridiculous that sentence sounds. If only we were in Kenya right now, we'd be fine. Oh, God. <laughs> and then she laughs with Jack and then starts choking him. This is helping you. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at uh, one of the events that Tracy is at, and it's just rich, older white women. And in conclusion, bless you, Tracy Jordan, your gripping portrayal of Jeffrey Lacita. What is that? No, nothing. Jeffrey La... No, <laughs> Jeffrey La... Cecita? I have no idea. The Jeffrey La Cecita in Hard to Watch has given a voice to the voiceless. America's poor. Now please I'm enjoy. not scared of you people. And I don't think that cashews <laughs> look like a bowl of baby penises. Being an egot is fun. He has to be spending the rest of my life in rooms like this. Ugh. So back in the plane and the passengers are growing restless. One of them's like, didn't they say half an hour ago over an hour ago? Excuse me, while we're waiting to take off. We're going to go ahead and begin our in-flight entertainment, which is the feature film Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Ghoul, and some NBC sitcoms that didn't make the schedule. Uh. <laughs> and then there's just some show starring Terry Polo. That's and, later. Okay. This is where the TV says, we have to find the Guardians. Oh. <laughs> Eglantine. <laughs> hey, Lizzie, how's everything going? People are starting to get a little antsy back there. Yeah, it's going to be about another half an hour. Really? Because I checked the flight tracker on my phone and the status is just an angry red frowny face. Okay, you want to know a little trick? 
little pilot secret besides the fact that we get a discount at Sunglasses Hut. This half hour thing, it's a trick. It's enough time so people know that they're going to have to wait, but it doesn't upset them. So you're just lying? That's look, not right. We're paying customers. Look, Liz, we've got reasons for doing things the way we do them. We say half hour to control the herds of walking mozzarella sticks <laughs> who think that $300 and a photo ID gives them the right to fly through the air like one of the guardian... <laughs> right to fly through the air like one of the guardian owls of legend. God, that's been our in-flight movie for months. <laughs> I just think it's frustrating for people to know that they're being lied to. Maybe you just want to fly the plane yourself. Well, good luck pressing... Well, good luck pressing... <laughs> Well, good luck pressing take off, then autopilot, then land. Okay, this is obviously a tense situation for you. I don't mean to make it worse. Just do what needs you to do, and we'll get where we're going. Uh-huh. Nags head. And so <laughs> he, the TV is playing Legends of Guardian, the Owls of Gable. It's a tough, that's, like, that's an unwieldy title. Mm-hmm. But Carol is mouthing the words. <laughs> oh, no, Soren. It's a metal beak. You'll have to stay awake, you galantine, or the pure ones will moonlink us. <laughs> I think it's Eglantine. You're probably right. Thank you. And then Liz says to Thomas, about a half an hour. So we're back in Canada, and Avery's pissed, so she's shouting out the name of the place where she is. Canada! Every flight is canceled. No! I called the concierge service with my Amex Invisible card. He wheels it up. There are no rental cars. The trains and buses are sold out. Well, how far is the border? Maybe we can run. I don't know. When I asked the lady at the desk, she told me in kilometers. Look, Avery. You and I are cut from the same cloth. It's one of the reasons we work so well and why we're unbeatable at a three-legged race. Oh, we ruined those kids' field day. But being similar has its drawbacks. It's a double-edged sword. So, could our shared patriotism and refusal to ever give up be in this situation a bad thing? What are you saying, Jack? Avery, maybe it isn't the end of the world if our daughter is Canadian. Alexander Hamilton (laughs) was born in the West Indies and he went on to... She couldn't even bring herself to say Canadian. She's like, wow, could we go there? To what, Jack? Be a mouthpiece for federalism and then die in a duel against someone named Aaron? Is that what you want our daughter to be? A big government duel loser? No. They're shaking their head and they're hitchhiking. <laughs> now they're just hitchhiking to the USA. Amazing. We've been offered a gate. What? What are you doing back here? Come on, let's go. Oh, we'll go. We'll go back to the terminal. In the lounge with the reclining chairs and the turkey wraps. Turkey wraps. And we'll forget any of this ever happened. Like the fact that you insulted me in front of my entire crew, especially Stuart, who often makes up hurtful nicknames for me, like Mr. Bumpy Landing. Great. And I'll forget the fact that you treated us like animals. Oh, well, I've already forgotten that you said I was bad at my job. When everything on TGS has been so great recently, Austin Powers on Crossfire. Timely stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm not even going to ask what the hell that voice is that you use on the intercom. Oh, folks, half an hour means forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what I hate about you? You're so stubborn when you think you're right, even when the answer is on the Trivial Pursuit card. The card was wrong. And you're no better, Carol. You built that bookshelf incorrectly. I did not. I wanted the books to slide off. Okay, listen, Liz. We will get through this. If, for once... You can just let it go. I will take us back to the gate when you stand up in front of my crew and my passengers and admit that you were wrong. What? Admit that I, as captain of this vessel, was in the right. You were wrong to question me, and I was correct in my treatment of you and your fellow animals. I'd rather die on this plane. That can be arranged. 
Um, so we're back on the plane, and little by little, everyone is taking off their clothes. Just like there's a baby in the background. Where did all these babies come from? Good God. They've restarted the failed NBC shows. Oh, no, please, no, not Gals on the Town again. The theme song is love and friendship, having it all, or maybe just a great pair of shoes. One of them has to be Asian. Can they be good at their jobs? A lady walks out. She's like, those bathrooms are disgusting. Someone has to do something. It's close to a fucking mutiny out here. Please do something. You said you knew the captain. All right. You know what? This is wrong. I can see the terminal from my window where people are buying new magazines and crossing their legs and eating in a Chili's Express. We were like them once, and we can be them again. Continues to devolve, but we're just airplane folk now. No, we still have our dignity. Maybe we can't go back to the terminal, but I know Captain Burnett. He's a reasonable person. He compromises readily on movie choices and sexual positions. If we as a group can decide what reasonable things we want, I'd be happy to talk to him. So it sounds like Viz got over her vaginismus, and <laughs> and Carol is finding like grown-up love. So that hits. Um... So, Liz presumably talks to him, and Carol's like, okay, I can't turn on the air because I'd have to power up the engines. That was fuel. I'm assuming you don't want to stop for gas in the middle of the ocean. Raleigh to Durham, where are they flying over a fucking ocean? Good point. Thank you. Well, they might go out and around. But for what? Maybe faster. Hearn. Okay, but what about the bathroom? Stuart did not study dance at Carnegie Mellon, so... Stuart did not... You're Stuart! right, you're wrong. Stewart did not study dance at Carnegie Mellon to become a flight attendant to clean bathrooms. Well, at least give us some food. Negative. These potato chips, <laughs> these potato chip bags are designed to be opened in flight. You open them at sea level, somebody could be killed. And can you tell me why we, <laughs> can you tell me when we might be in the air, Captain? Sure, in about half an hour. Okay, Carol, you have a decision to make. Are your passengers just cattle? Or some of them, maybe even just one of them, someone you care about. I think you need to make a decision. Am I just another authority figure that you're taking one of your stands against, like the police horse you yell at? If I can't poop in the street, why should my tax dollars pay for someone else to? Or I am your, or am I your boyfriend who are you gonna? <laughs> this is a struggle. Or am I your boyfriend who you're gonna let do his job? Really? If this is you doing your job, you're terrible at it. Excellent enunciation. Thank you. Um. He's and slowly reaching for the sky button. Think about what you're doing. You're making a choice here. I'm not just a passenger. How did you suddenly become Liz? Did I? Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's a true skill. So he pushes the button. <gasps> and the captain has turned on the fasten the seatbelt sign. All passengers, including any lipless, middle-aged <laughs> women in lesbian clown shirts, should please take their seats at this time. The level of insults is worthy of the subreddit, rare insults. They're all fucking fantastic. And then Carol and Stuart have a lovely little moment. They do a little fist bump. They're friends. I used to wear those, like, Dansko clogs when I worked in a restaurant. Yeah. And I referred to them as my lesbian clown shoes. That's amazing. Because it's a lesbian clown shirt. There's a lot of shoe play in 30 Rock. There's also the, is the lesbian cult that you're in committing suicide soon? And that's how we knew that it was Jack's dad with Alan Alda. Yeah, see, I remember things. Not just a hat rack, my friend. So Kenneth and Tracy are talking. Uh, Mr. Jordan, several messages for you. Breakfast with Chuck Schumer. I don't want to watch that guy eat. 5K homeless walk. That just seems cruel. Cornell commencement address. Sorry, but Tracy Jordan doesn't do safety schools. 
The next level sucks. <laughs> Pete chimes in with a, you got to be careful. Ever hear of the Peter principle? Yes, just now. The reason people aren't happy in their careers is that they keep getting promoted until they're in over their heads. The Peter principle says that you rise to the level of your incompetence. But my incompetence knows no bounds. <laughs> Stay in your comfort zone. If it was me, I'd just hide out until people forgot who I was. But keep in mind, we Hornburgers are famous cowards. On D-Day, my grandfather wore a German uniform under his American one, just in case. There's a reason that men like them, like that, aren't chosen for greatness. I like to imagine he's whittling a little knife. He's got <laughs> plans for him, Jacob. I don't remember saying that you could listen to that conversation, but continue. Imagine if Mr. Hornberger were in your shoes. He turned his back on his community, on the world. How would he be able to sleep at night? How would he look his children in the eye or perform his husband bedroom duties? For instance, painting the bedroom. <laughs> Think about the shame. He would be run out of town. Al Sharpton would renounce him at a press conference on the street because Al Sharpton doesn't have an office. Exactly. Burn. I thought going multiple accent persons <laughs> is a pie. I thought going to the next level would be amazing, Ken. Like guitar playing chimpanzee, amazing. God bless and keep him. But now everybody expects me to do this stuff, and I don't want to let anybody down, but I'm scared. So is that Kenneth's southern accent as Tracy Jordan? I don't know what's happening <laughs> with me going on. I'm muddled and I don't know what's I'm happening global. with me going on. I don't know what's going on right now with me and the happening and the woman across the street from the woman with the window. You don't know the meaning of the word scared, and I know because I've looked it up for you a dozen times. Um, so Jack and Avery are still hitchhiking on the snowy streets of Canada, and Jack sees a van that pulls up to them. Oh, thank God. Hop in. No, don't go back there. You guys drive. And it's a good friend, John Cho. <laughs> he was obviously in Harold and Kumar as Harold, and then he was also in an exceptional but short-lived um, show called Selfie. He was also in New Girl. He was in New Girl when she was on the jury. He was the prosecuting he was the attorney. Hot dude. And then it was like, oh, you're trying to get a jury dude, and she's like, I'm fucking not. And she's like, and she ends up with Dimitri Martin at the end. Whatever happened to him? You he drive died. while we hang out in the back. Hang out in the back. Everything's normal. No smoking. Yeah. Okay. Get in. Thanks, honey. Great. I'm Lauren. If you're a cop, you have to tell me. I'm just kidding. We're all on vacation. <laughs> Curtain opens. He's like, oh! Curtain closes. Um, and then back there, they're cooking meth, which prompts Avery to ask the very great question, is this a mobile meth lab? Yes, it is. Look, if you want to quit. Quit? I've never quit anything in my life. I'm still in Girl Scouts. I have 9,000 badges. Hey, I'm still looking for a golf ball I shanked in 1987. I am not taking that penalty stroke. Good. We agree. Now let's drive this bum to Buffalo and get this little bitch out of me. <laughs> okay, who do we want to be? Oh, that's a great question. Because <laughs> if you're Carol, you get to say, I will waste you. No, you have to say, I will waste you. Right. Then you don't get to say, you're going to have to go through this old bastard first. <laughs> Maybe we have to do it twice. Yeah. First time through, you be Liz. Um, yeah, I know, but we're not even at that part yet. You're right. No. She's so excited. <laughs> okay, but um, so Liz is going through the garbage, finds a used tea bag, and suckles on it like a newborn pig. It doesn't pig. say suckles; it says sucks. <laughs> she suckles though. We've been offered a gate. Oh, you're right. I have to be Liz in this part. You go. Been offered a gate. What? What are you doing back here? Come on, let's go. Okay, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go back wraps. to the terminal and the lounge with the reclining chairs and turkey wraps. Turkey wraps. <laughs> <laughs> Liz's stomach has become sentient. It's a teleplay. People know what's happened. They've seen the episode. 
and will forget that that ever happened, both a line said and me directly speaking to Julie. <laughs> like the fact that you insulted me in front of my entire crew, especially Stuart, who often makes up hurtful nicknames for me, like Mr. Bumpy Landing. Great, and I'll forget the fact that you treated us like animals. Oh, well, I've already forgotten that you said I was bad at my job when everything on TGS has been so great recently. Austin Powers on Crossfire, timely stuff. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask what the hell that voice is you use on the intercom. Oh, folks, another half an hour means of forever. <laughs> Can I tell you what I hate about you? You are so stubborn when you think you're right, even when the answer is on the Trivial Pursuit card. The card was wrong! And you're no better, Carol. You built that bookshelf incorrectly. I did not. I wanted the books to slide off. Okay. Listen, Liz. We will get through this if, for once, you can just let it go. I will take us back to the gate when you stand up in front of the crew and my passengers and admit that you were wrong. What? Admit that I, as captain of this vessel, was in the right. You were wrong to question, and I was correct in my treatment of you and your fellow animals. I'd rather die on this plane. That can be arranged. <laughs> my favorite fucking part, I think of this entire episode, just because I will waste you and, like, the dirty bastard and whatever, um, get so much play, is when she's talking about whatever, and he's like, you know why I fucking hate you? <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting gas. All right. You saw the back of the Winnie. You know we picked you up to get past Border Patrol. So what are you guys carrying? I'm sorry? In the fake stomach, you're snuggling unpasteurized cheese, prescription <laughs> drugs, maple syrup from Sacred Tree of Souls in Winnipeg? Uh, no, she's pregnant. What? Those contractions she's been having are real? Because they sound very sitcom-y. Oh, 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 zoink. What is taking so long? Hey, you guys should be in a hospital, not driving to Buffalo in a snowstorm. Thank you for your input, Lauren, but Avery and I want our daughter to be born in America so that one day she can become president and declare war in Germany like back when we were awesome. You know, you remind me of my parents. I find that very hard to believe. They were both really intense. They wanted me to grow up to be prime minister, so as a kid I had to win the spelling bee. They made me memorize all 700 words <laughs> in the Canadian dictionary, and then I had to go to law school. You went to law school? For one day. It was just so tightly wound that I got kicked out for karate chopping my roommate. I know, I'm a stereotype. All guys from Quebec are good at karate. Oh my goodness, where are my manners? Do you want to try math? <laughs> Jack pulls out his phone. What are you doing? I'm quitting. I'm calling 911 and getting an ambulance to take us to the nearest hospital. Actually, here you dial 272. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Kimmoa, I was thinking about what you said and you were right. I'm Oscar winner Tracy Jordan, and as scary as it is, I have a responsibility to fix the world, starting with the worst place ever. Ikea on a Saturday. Africa, I leave today. Goodbye. <laughs> and then Jenna appears like a vampire and says, begin moving my things into his dressing room. Well, uh, folks, from the flight deck, it looks like it's going to be about another half an hour, and then we'll be on our way. Uh. Liz stands up like fucking Spartacus. I have an announcement. Our pilot has gone insane. <laughs> no, don't listen to her. Don't. Having seen Crimson Tide on Showtime... <laughs> Having seen Crimson Tide on Showtime last weekend, I believe the only course of action available to us is a passenger mutiny. I am Denzel. I am the booking Skylaw. You are now silent, Shrieking Harpy. Stop speaking. <laughs> we could have gone back to <laughs> all of the intercom. We could have gone back to the gate and he wouldn't take us. Do not blame me. I wouldn't take us because she wouldn't admit to being wrong for challenging my authority. And then the fucking... Her passenger mate, her seatmate. Oh, it's her seatmate, not that. Yeah. And then her seatmate's like, why not? What is wrong with you? I am right, and he knows it. He could have given us food. Maybe this is one of those times where both of you just say on the count of three, I was wrong. One, two, two three, three. Never. never. <laughs> How are you two dating? You're too similar. And then Liz, Liz starts, starts walking to the back of the lane. Yeah. No, you've been careless on him. Where are you going? 
I am pulling the emergency exit slide and we are all getting off this plane. I will be a folk hero like that guy everyone hates now. Don't even think about it. This is a federal offense. You just try and stop me. Be careful what you wish for. And he grabs the air marshal's <laughs> gun. I will waste you. You have to go through this old bastard first. She has a Soren. human shield, old man. Soren, Eglantine, your journey is at an end. I hope we can still be friends. <laughs> Nicely done. Liz answers the phone. Hello? Lemon, we had the baby. We? We? You need your rest. Oh my God, congratulations. Wait, aren't you in Canada? Yes, my daughter is Canadian-American, but I'm going to treat her just like a human baby. We tried to get back home, Lemon, in a meth lab. Avery and I fed each other's craziness, but one of us was brave enough to step back. And he just quit. He quit. Didn't they give you that Percocet? That's what it takes. Somebody needs to be willing to quit. I hope you and Avery can make it. Because you have a whole lifetime ahead of you of that double-edged sword just swinging around, trying to cut off your faces. Thank you, Lemon. This was supposed to be a joyous occasion. I'm glad I called. I'm sorry. Your daughter's a very lucky girl. Carol and I... Jack, this woman's trying to tell us that we don't have to pay for any of this. Right. The Canadian health care system. Oh, no, you don't. We will not be party to the socialist perversion. You will take our money. I'm sorry, sir. I can't do that. And then Liz is on the couch like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking good. Avery, can you walk in? I am right behind you, Jack. Let's go find a Canadian who will take our money. So Kenneth is talking to Tracy over Skype back then before Zoom came in and took over the world. How's Africa, sir? It's amazing. This morning I taught the local skill children, school children all the words to Monster Mash. So when do you think you'll be coming back? TJS has a show in a couple weeks. Don't you think that this is bigger than all that? Like how an ant is much bigger than a smaller bug? Well, that's an <laughs> odd way to say that, sir. I have to go. This was a really good decision. Goodbye, Kay. Closes his laptop. Crosses the soundstage, goes to his bed. Yep, really good decision. He's not an Africa sheeple. Wake up! <laughs> Fuck yes, this is an amazing episode. It's not 100, though. What'd you say? I think because Spoiler the side alerts. stories are not that great. They barely even have any. Tracy's the only side story. Jack and Avery have a baby in Canada. Okay, that. well, that's fair. <laughs> I really only focus on I Will Waste You. I do love just the fucking repartee of just hatefulness, where it's just like there are no holds barred. It's just evisceration station. Well... I could watch, well, maybe it is 100, I don't know, because I could watch those scenes. I've already watched them like 20 times in the last yeah. two weeks. Yeah, I will waste you. Even just though the Guardians of Ghoul almost ruined my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> Moon blink me, motherfucker. I cannot. It looks so bad. I mean, the trailer was exhausting, right? It was two minutes. They're too realistic. I cannot handle that Uncanny Valley situation. What if we'd seen them in 3D? I can't believe that's the same people that did Happy Feet. That movie is so good. That's adorable, <laughs> and it's a cartoony inappropriate. It's just like when they're doing the porn video game, and Frankie's talking about the Uncanny Valley, where suddenly you go down to Tom Hanks and fucking Polar Express, and it's terrifying. It's too much. Just like The Lion King. They're too real. I don't get it. Where's the joy? But overall, amazing fucking episode. Shrieking Harpy is my new favorite. <laughs> but my most favorite is when he shifts on a dime, too. And here's what I fucking hate about you. He didn't say fucking, but his eyes did. One of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones is The Harpies. Mm -hmm. That is such a good episode. Oh, that is an amazing episode, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen Game of Thrones. No one here believes you. Yeah, he's the one that got me to start watching it. It's just like, if you put faith in something and your heart you is pure. You lied so many times Eglantine, I'm going to need you to if calm you down. I will like moon hear, blink you. I will moon blink you. If you would like to hear Nick's lies, please check out our other podcast, Takes All Over the Place. Nick and I have giant 8 by 10 pieces of paper and Emma has a pink post-it. I know. I mean, she's conscious of the earth. And we're just like, her pads of paper. Yeah. We didn't bring these. <laughs> okay, whatever. We could write it on our hands. All right, let's see some scores here, gemstones. Okay. Ready? Ready. You're wasting another piece of paper? Here we go. One, two, three. 98. 
100. Hey, it is 100. It I is 100. Re- I can watch this every single yeah. day. Yeah, this is a fucking just 100 episode Just even to see too. Stuart and his Carnegie Mellon jazz hand dance. Yeah. I was like, is any episode higher on your list than this one? I don't think so. Yeah, this is sh- But this the chorus goes here. It's young. This is the core edge. <laughs> also, yeah. this fucking hit. It'll be fun to get to the crisscross stuff, because I think oh. there's some moments in there that might tip episodes up. But 100's hard. That's good. It's really funny. It's really good. Yeah, I will say this is one of my favorite um, twosomes, like dual episodes, back-to-backs, however you want to say it, duet, couplet, uh, between Double-Edged Sword and It's Never Too Late for Now, because it's that one fucking hates. It's never too late. It's never, never too, too late, late for now. <laughs> Pizza and lover boy, and it's just like murder on the Orient Express. It's wonderful. So, is that next week's episode? That's next week's episode. I know that's why I said it's my favorite too. So, I'm timely and current, unlike fucking Austin Powers on Crossfire. Well, we want to hope you guys got a couple good laughs out of listening to us. We want to hope, but we hope it actually happened too. This episode, I mean, I have to say, like. A good recap podcast is the best. Like, people who love the show as much as you do. I don't know if everybody can do the teleplay work that we can do. If people can, like, combine <laughs> They're not brave enough. Kenneth and Tracy into one strange voice. That <laughs> They're not sound strong like enough or capable enough that it's me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming along the ride on this recap with us. Um, if you want to be a part of our Patreon world that has bonus episodes, like... This month, we are <laughs> recapping Ever After, obviously. Um, you can join us on Patreon at... Patreon.com slash TakesPod. Yes, and we're so grateful for everybody that does because we are, you know, the, a river begins with one drop of rain, right? So <laughs> we're just a couple more drops away from not doing anything else with our lives but sitting in this basement talking about shit. So <laughs> if you're at a certain level, you become taken with us or our accountabilities. Nick will give you a special shout-out. Nick, who are those amazing people? Oh, my gosh. We've got a slew of wonderful gemstones here, all ranking 100 in our books. We've got Pam and Bernie and... James, Audrey, Abigail, Cassandra, and Alicia. Thank you so much. And just think, this is the quality we can produce when we have full-time <laughs> jobs, and I'm napping 12 to 14 hours a day. Think of what we could do when I'm only napping eight. And we can do that with your support. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And... Frank! (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! (laughs) We love you, Frank. Get here!